Hi there, and welcome back to Oaktown Boys, uh, season two, episode ten. Um, mid game, mid game broadcast. Mid game broadcast. We are maybe for the first time. I mean, it's the end of the game. It's the top of the ninth, but it's a three three game. It's an exciting it, game. It doesn't it's, necessarily mean the game's about to end right now either. It was Ken, Ken Waldachuk's big league debut. Shay Langliers hit a home run. Cody Thomas first big league hit. All sorts of good stuff. Yeah, a lot of a lot of peaks into the future. Hopefully, you know, like hopefully a lot of things that we're going to be seeing a lot of times, including Ken Waldachuk. He was a little bit wild. He struck out six guys and four and two thirds though, which is fine. You know, that's a it's pretty good. You you move that out over nine innings, and that's yep. a lot of strikeouts. And he looked good. He gave up a run on the first two batters of the game, a double, single, and after that, he settled down for the yeah. most part. And also in the second inning, he gave up a leadoff triple. I think. And didn't allow the guy to score. Didn't let him score, which was great to see. Um, so, yeah, it's a fun day. We're sitting here watching A's baseball. Could be worse. Um, but what are we going to talk about? We First and foremost, um, Stephen Vogt had a super cool... Stephen Vogt had a good game a couple days ago. He uh, tied it in the bottom of the 10th, I want to say. With the devil? Home yeah, run. No, the home run. Two-run home run. Two-run home run. Against the Yankees. Against the Yankees. Home. Um, and we went on to win later, um, against Lou Trevino, which is hilarious. Um, but got us thinking just kind of about Stephen Vogt. And it kind of seems like this is, uh, this is definitely at least his swan song with the A's. I don't know if he's playing anywhere next year. Um, we still love Stephen Vogt, but it's, he, it's looked a little bit too fast for him this year. You know, he hasn't just, uh, except for that one night against the Yankees, you know. Um, but... Got us feeling a little bit romantic about Stephen Vogt and got us wanting to talk about the golden years of Stephen Vogt, which don't feel that long ago, but now we're, what, six, seven years ago? So, um, easily one of my favorite Oakland days of all time. Like, far and away. And I think, you know, generally generally considered one of the most popular guys in baseball. You know, everybody, everybody seems to like him. Yeah. It's been nice that out of all the veterans the A's have let go this year, they've held on to vote the whole time, and... I don't think it comes as a surprise. Everyone's always touted him as a future coach and just a great clubhouse presence. He's a great guy overall. So keeping him around, not a big shock. He hasn't. He's hitting at seventy OPS plus. It's not too exciting, but uh, he's come through in a few clutch moments. He's got six home runs, which is the most he's had since <laughs> last year when he had seven. Uh, it's been a couple lean years for Stephen Vogt. But he did. Ha- he recently had a pretty decent year with the Giants in 2019. Yeah. Popped 10 out, got a 110 OPS plus. I mean, he he is, especially for a guy with limited athleticism, who's a catcher, pretty good hitter. How much has he played other positions? You know, pretty good hitter. He, I, he's definitely played some first, and I think he's for sure played some outfield. Yeah, he played outfield for the Giants a little bit. Yeah, but... I mean, he's... I think he is, I will say, probably deceptively athletic. But I think not at this point. You know, but I think at his peak, he was deceptively athletic. He's been like half DH and then split between catcher I mean, he played some outfield and... for us. We're looking at it right now, Yeah, I, which was surprising Definitely. to me. I don't specifically remember that. But I think um, 
just a little bit of a better player than I think anybody would have expected kind of looking at him, watching him play. You know, it it, it doesn't, it didn't necessarily look like super coherent all the time, but then you look at the numbers afterwards and he's, he's playing great. So, um, we, uh, we have some fond memories. Totally. We were at the 2013 wildcard game and not wildcard game playoff game in the division series between Sonny Gray and Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. When Stephen Vo had his very famous walk-off single through the left side, and with the base is loaded. Probably my favorite sports moment, like my favorite in-person sports moment of all time. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to agree with that. Um, and I mean, it was yeah, because it's Sonny Gray going absolutely toe to toe with Justin Verlander for eight innings, and then you get an inning of I think it was Grant Balfour, and then yeah. you get a walk-off from Stephen Vo in the bottom of the ninth, and it was amazing. The place absolutely exploded. I don't even and know. I was positive we were going to win the World Series. I was so positive we were going to win the World Series. But it was still a very fun team. And Stephen Vogt, you know, as is the case with a lot of people in Oakland history, kind of came out of nowhere. And was a very integral part of some very, very, very competitive Oakland baseball teams. So, um, I'm really glad we have him around. Um, it's really fun to watch him pitch... It was really fun to watch him play. Get get a couple more moments. You know, I mean, they were interviewing him about the home run against the Yankees, and he got all choked up at the end of the game. He Man, was so that emotional. tugged at my heartstrings. Um, and it's just not that many players seem to love playing for the A's. So when dudes really do love playing for the A's, and they're also successful for an extent, any sort of extended period of time, it just really won. gotta love you know, them. Yeah, you gotta love them. And uh, Stephen Vogt flew pretty high. You know, I mean, the, getting a walk off hit in any playoff game. Is no joke. It's a very memorable moment. I'm gonna remember it for the rest of my life. You know. So I mean, <laughs> they they didn't win the World Series, but it was a great baseball moment. And he had struck out three times before that, so uh, you know he wanted that. Yeah. Wanted it bad, and he caught the whole game. So he obviously did more than just hit there. It was uh, man, Justin Verlander. Man, Justin Verlander. If Justin Verlander was never in existence, the A's probably would have. At least made it to the championship series in one of those years. Yeah, we might have. I um, that man, that was a fun year of baseball though. It was very very cool. That was a fun time. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen were very fun. Twenty fourteen was slightly less fun. For, for very strange reasons. Yeah. Halfway but, through the season, it was the greatest season of all time. It was. It was, and we will kind of circle back to that in a little bit. That's um, right. Talk about the del- disillusionment right. of that season. Talking about the crazy um, trade the A's made. But, which kind of, I guess, leads us into, we were, um, you know, we traded a lot of guys this year. And uh, we traded Frankie Montas specifically to the Yankees um, for Ken Waldachuk and J.T.P. Spears, among others. Um, and Frankie Montas has not pitched very well for the Yankees. Um, and... They also got Lou Trevino from us in that trade, who, surprise, we, surprise, has not pitched well for the Yankees. And we've sort of been calling to get off the team for a while. Um, which starts, you start to have the conversation a little bit, like, you know that you gave up the proven Major League talent in the deal, at least in the Frankie, in the form of Frankie Montas, but you start to think, like, maybe we might have won that deal. You know, like, maybe we ended up with more value than they ended up yep. with. Um, which got us thinking, you know, people... People trash the A's sometimes for trading guys, you know, trading hometown favorites and not locking them up to deals. But uh, it does happen 
pretty often that if a guy has a season that seems like an outlier, it is an outlier. That's the best season that guy's going to have, you know, um, and trading a guy at literally the peak of his value is not is never really a bad plan. We've learned that as nope. A's fans. Um, and as the Angels have showed us in a number of different ways, paying a guy for what he's done bad idea. will burn you frequently. Um, so we got to talking about a couple trades that we think the A's totally won. Regardless of... I mean, there's a couple here. The the, the the two near the end, it's a little bit more debatable. I think these early ones... The, the first first two, I think, seems pretty convincing. The last two, there's more conversation to be I, th- I think we set out to talk about trades the A's won and just got caught up in some of the more interesting in, ones. In fun ones. At least conversational ones. But anyway, uh, first and foremost, Jed Lowry for Chris Carter... And who was it, Max Stassi? And Brad Peacock. And Brad Peacock. That's um, how Jed first got on the Ace in is 2013. Indeed. 2013, and this was this was the year... 2013 is when Jed really... Everything came together, yep. right? Was, I think the first time he really had a good full year, outside of maybe a little bit with the Red Sox. Yeah, and he did quite well, and he quickly became the Jed doubles machine that we all knew him yes, to be. Yes, I think I, I want to say he doubled maybe forty eight times that year, um, and we had we had Chris Carter had performed very well in a pretty limited sample um, in twenty twelve, to the point where the Astros, you know, wanted to trade Jed Lowry as part of that deal, and in. 2013, yeah, Chad Lowry had, you know, a pretty good year for a second base. 45 thing. doubles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had hit OPS plus a 119, you know, for a guy that had, I guess the year before that wasn't, that wasn't too bad either, huh? That was pretty good. Um, but anyway, Chris Carter did not have a uh, very successful major league career <laughs> post-Oakland days. Um, there were some high points in 2016 with the Brewers. He led all. He led Major League Baseball with forty-one homers <laughs> and two hundred six strikeouts. And uh, twenty thirteen, the year after he was traded from the Oakland A's to the Houston Astros, he also led the majors with two hundred and twelve strikeouts. And I mean, it's twenty in twenty twelve. His OPS plus was one thirty nine, um, but it was only in sixty seven games. You know, I mean, he homered sixteen times in two hundred and twenty plate appearances, basically. Um, and just never really reached that level again. I mean, he was a prodigious home run hitter. He had the power. But, but that was it. The no on-base skills. Really. That was it. And Jed Lowry was part of, what, three, four different Oakland playoff teams after yeah. that trade? So, I think, you know, I... Yeah, Jed Lowry was on a baseball team that made the playoffs after Chris Carter was already out of the league in addition to the number of teams that he helped make the playoffs when Chris Carter was still in the league, not being very successful. So I think, uh, yeah, trading Chris Carter and Max Stassi and Brad Peacock for Jed Lowry in 2013 was a good trade. Big win. That we won fairly convincingly. Um, moving on. The one that... The one we're talking about. Yeah, the one the we're talking about right trade. now that we seemingly... Fleeced the Yankees in. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino for 
the man of the day, Ken Waldachuk, J.P. Sears, who is just uh, winning over A's fans' hearts everywhere, I'd say, with his excellent pitching. Luis Medina, who throws very hard, and uh, some guy named Cooper Bowman, who we have really yet to learn much about. Not much, but he... I think he's a toolsy second baseman. And on-base machine, Yeah, from what I remember reading. Little so, power, much hit skill. Yeah, and I and I mean, you contrast this... Obviously, we're looking at this through rosy red glasses because we want the A's to win this trade, but Waldachuk looked... Waldachuk, in his debut today... Went four and two-thirds, didn't even complete five, you know, walked four guys, didn't look super locked in location-wise or anything. I think still a better start than any of the starts Frankie Montas has had for the Yankees. Probably, and he looked like a big leaguer out there. He didn't look overwhelmed. He had great stuff for the most part. And I think that's even true. Maybe, I don't think the stuff is quite as good, but the but performance-wise... I mean, I think if you asked the, if you asked Yankees fans, if you showed them what J.P. Sears has done since he's been traded to the A's, and you showed them what Frankie Montas has done since he was traded to the Yankees, <laughs> they might, they would they take might want Sears. that back. Yes. They would take J.P. Sears every single time. So we have, I mean, even in this season, we have two of the dudes that we traded for Frankie Montas seemingly pitching better than Frankie Montas is at this point. And I love Frankie Montas, and but I was, I am shocked that he strung it together for as long as he has effectively because it seems like he I mean maybe over the last year and a half of baseball I would say he seemed to like kind of figure it out but it just he always kind of struck me as a guy who like threw hard and used that to get out of bad situations and the other plus fastball for sure plus excellent splitter and the splitter was great but he just really would have a hard time throwing strikes and in Yankee Stadium, that will get you into trouble quickly. You know, if yeah. you put guys on base in Yankee Stadium, you do not have the wiggle they room that you have runs. in the Coliseum. Yeah, so we love Frankie, though. And if we can somehow get Frankie back after all of this, then I would love it. Keep decreasing your value, Frankie, <laughs> and we'll take you right back. Um, JP Sears yeah. is out here crushing it with a 150 ERA plus, And, yeah, I don't know. I, I like everything I see from the lefty. Shea Langley just threw out a base stealer, as we are watching. He is... The framing framing for Shea Langley doesn't look quite as good, but the arm is legit. I don't think anything looks as good as Murphy framing. It's true. Murphy is great. Um, Yeah, what a team. So yeah, winning the trade so far. We still have a lottery ticket in Luis Medina, who throws, I believe, 100 plus, maybe. At least 98. Yeah, I think 100. And then Cooper Bowman, who we'll see. Yeah. So... Winning. Also feeling pretty good about that one. Now we get into kind of the ones that we just kind of wanted to talk about. Um, the Matt Olson trade. Um, Shea Langliers looks like a very legit catching talent. Shea looks great, and he is uh, transitioning to the big leagues well so far. He's already got what three, four home runs. Yeah, and a couple, and I think a couple doubles out. and a triple. I don't know if he actually got him, but we'll see. Um, and we got Christian Pache, who was back up and tripled today. And we were talking earlier, and we just love the guy. Like, we, we, It remains to be seen if he'll be an excellent hitter. He's clearly an above-average defender, if not elite. And he just seems like a great dude. Yes, he's, he seems like an extremely nice person. And so he's very easy to root for. And also, you know, you want him to do well because he's on the A's. Um, and then, yeah, Ryan Kusick Ryan and Joey Esses. Kusick, I think, is pretty pretty... Well regarded as a pitcher, um, 
And we seem to find a way to make these things work. You know, we seem to know what to do with pitchers. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that 2021. I mean, I guess that was at Wake Forest, but it's pretty good. Not much to go by this year. No. He's young. Got a little beat up in double A, it looks like. Um, Joey Estes, I was pretty excited about going into the year. And, well, he's put up a big ERA. (laughs) But the strikeout numbers are good. He's got 83 and strikeouts kind of, and 70 I just kind innings. of always look at strikeouts in the minors, and then I go from there. You know, like, if you're giving up a lot of runs in the Midwest League, I don't even really know what that, what this, what, like, the landscape of that league is. You know, maybe it's, maybe there's a bunch of Crawford boxes. Maybe it's impossible to not yeah. give up runs. Um, so I think, I, Langliers, at least, Langliers has gotten a fairly extended look at this point, and he seems like everything that um, we were told he was going to be. So... That's a good get. And Christian Pache is everything that they said he was going to be on defense. Pache just made a great catch. And if he can start hitting, then we're talking. Yeah. You know, and obviously Matt Olson is good. Pache but, tripled today. Well, that's probably an error, but triple no, in my they, heart. I think they called it a triple. Oh, wow. So, um, I don't, we're not we're not here saying we won the Matt Olson trade, because no. I think that's a bold statement. Yeah. Because um, Matt Olson is good. We definitely need to... Shay to turn out to be an excellent big leaguer and somebody else from the trade to pan out too to even come close to saying we came out even, I would, I would say. Yeah, but if it's, some of these things are on track. Yeah, like the, it could happen. The Matt Olsen trade, I would say more than the Matt Chapman trade, which is kind of why I think we're not talking about The Matt Chapman trade, we're just not going to discuss because um, sounds a little sad at the moment. But this is at least on track to look good. So hopefully it does. Yep. Um... And the last one we just kind of want to talk about. We don't have to talk about this. This this has been talked about a lot. But um, Yohannes Cespedes for John Lester. Yeah, that one kind of messed me up. It was wild. I woke up and saw that, and it was a weird day for me. I think I got my first job offers into the working world. Woke up, found out that we traded Yohannes Cespedes, who was like the coolest dude we've had 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 to that point in a long time absolutely most for like signing that guy that day we found out we were signing him that was christmas mm-hmm. i mean that was I remember better that's than exactly christmas. what you texted me you said damn wake up it's christmas we signed that's what it is it's amazing it is it we thought amazing. that was gonna happen that's one of those things that always gives me hope like we're gonna land the next international star which they said we might i think his name is luis medina was that his name no that's the guy we got from the yankees there's an could be another luis medina but i don't remember we'll, we'll talk about 19 year old or something like that it. yeah there's a there's a Cuban, there's a Cuban baseball player who's available, and they think he's a superstar in the in the making, and that he's also likely to sign with the A's, which would be sick because the last time we signed a Cuban superstar, it started a cycle of kind of unexpectedly early winning. That's right. So I'm ready for that. But um, yeah, I mean, Billy Bean has said it, and I I kind of agree with it. I don't think we make the playoffs if we don't make the lesser deal. It's tough. Yeah, memory does not serve Lester well that year, but he did play great in the in the regular season. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he the, he had, what, like a two three five ERA over his last 11 starts, something like that? He was nails. That's it. He yeah. was nails. And uh, I think that, I think, you know, from like a little bit before the All-Star break that year, the Angels just caught fire. I think they were playing like 750 baseball. And they were gonna yeah, catch us for had, sure. They had to stay in the race. And so we had, you know, we had to focus on the wild card. It's game. amazing the A's actually made the playoffs. And let's not forget they got Johnny Gomes in that deal. They did. And get Johnny Gomes was, was uh, very fun in his own way. He, he was, was not the same guy as. That Cespedes, was the second but... stint, though, right? That was the second Johnny Gomes stint. 
I suppose it was because you're right. We had him in 2012. Yeah, yeah. So it was a revisit. Yeah, but that's I, right. I, God, I love Johnny. So we already loved him at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Johnny Gomes. But um, anyway, yeah, we all okay, know so how that's... 2014 ended, which we don't have to revisit. Yeah, no. But it wasn't. That wasn't. Uh, Cespedes went on to have some great years for the Mets, but I'd say overall, it's not like the A's really missed out on you know five years of productive Cespedes. Yeah. Well, you know, I think at the end at the end of the day, you kind of have to trust Billy Bean a little bit. You know, I mean, Billy Bean. If Billy Bean says that they don't make playoffs without do, without making that deal, I have to believe him, and they made the playoffs. You know, so it was uh, it was interesting. It was interesting times. He bounced around. He bounced around a little bit. I mean, yeah, he was on the Tigers, and yeah, he was. He won. Okay, he I take that MVP? back. He did was. He, did he almost win an MVP? Yeah, I know he was in the running a couple times. He came in eighth. I take it back. He was pretty productive. He had one. 2014, after the ace traded him, was a little bit of a blip. It wasn't very good. But, uh, no, he was good the rest of the way. Good for the Tigers. Good for the Mets. Great for the Mets. Very, very good for the Mets. I yeah. still kind of hope that he just randomly comes back. He's like, oh, what's up, Mets? I'm still here. I, oh, I would love back. him to play for the ace, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we mostly just wanted to talk about... I think we want to talk about Jed. We want to talk about the Jed trade because we love Jed. And we wanted to talk about, you know, we talked about Stephen Vogt. I think we also, need, you know, they also got to show Jed a little bit. Alone. Oh, let's just throw this one in for fun. It was the Heron one. It was, oh, yeah, uh, dude. Getting uh, the Mark Mulder. traded Mark Mulder in 2004 for Dan Heron and Kiko Calero and Derek Barton. I remember he was like the big piece, right? Mm-hmm. Derek Barton was yeah. a mega prospect. And he, he had that excellent September. He did have one, and he had one great year. He, he did had, have the yeah. excellent September, yeah. which made us all very excited. Yeah. Um, Mark, good um, trade. Yeah, Mark Mulder was like a little bit, you know, we're only 30 years old. Mark Mulder is a little bit deep in my memory banks. Yeah. I do remember, you know, loving him. Yeah. So I'm sure that was maybe a tough one to swallow at the time. But Dan Heron kind of turned out to be one of the first starting pitchers of our generation that we really knew to grew, totally. grew I mean, to love. Dan Heron was absolutely like a... Uh, he made an all-star team partly because someone had to, you know, but also because he was having randomly really good years for kind of down teams. And he had great hair. He did have good hair, and he was really, really good. He, had, he got a funky wind-up, you know. He was fine. He was a great addition to, uh, I think we still had Barry Zito for a year or two of mm-hmm. the overlap with Heron. Yeah. Was, that was a fun little rotation. That was. Barry Zito was cool. Um, but anyway. And then we so. traded him, <laughs> like we like we do everybody good, in 2007. We traded him for Brett Anderson, Dana Evelyn, Greg Smith, Carlos Gonzalez, Aaron Cunningham, and Chris Carter. Is this a different Chris Carter? Got to be a different Chris Carter, right? <laughs> anyway, we'll start. <laughs> that, that's crazy. If that's <laughs> if that's Chris Carter of the Jed Lowry trade, then that's wild. Um, Gave up anyway, Dan Heron and Connor Brett Robinson. Anderson was Brett Anderson works out to be cool. Brett Anderson was cool and. Carlos Gonzalez was obviously great, but yes. we, we moved on from him too soon. Mm. Interesting trade there. Indeed, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of all. That's Dude, all it was it was Chris Carter. It was. Wow, really? Yeah. Dang. Wow, Chris Carter was in the Dan Heron trade. Who knew? So, I mean, we got Cargo, Chris Carter, and, Dan, and Brett Anderson, and Danny Evelyn. Danny Evelyn was like, okay. All for Dan Heron and Connor Robertson. I have no idea who Connor Robertson is, but he's part of one of the more lopsided trades. I remember we were kind of excited about Greg Smith. He was a lefty. He had a nice yeah. pickoff move. 
Yeah, that's true. Um. Anyway, okay. So pitching rotation next season. That's what something we got oh, on here. To wait, discuss. wait. One more thing. The White Sox traded Chris Carter to the D-backs for Carlos Quinton. Wow, Carlos Quinton, all time good right there. All time good. Yeah. Good. Good hair. Yeah, and I think had a couple legit years with Paul Konerka. You know? Totally. Um, but the yeah pitching rotation next season. I'm thinking, I mean, Cole Irvin, for sure. He's our anchor. Cole Irvin. um, Paul Blackburn, if he's healthy, right? Definitely, if he's healthy, yep. Um, Um, And then it looks like J.P. Sears. J.P. Sears, possibly Adam Oler, if he wants to keep shutting out the Yankees for eight innings. And then Waldachuk. And then Waldachuk. And we also have Caprillion, so I mean, we... We definitely need more than five guys um, for uh, I guess Dalton injury Jeffries, purposes. Dalton Jeffries might be back by next year, right? Caprillion and Jeffries. I didn't. I never really disliked what I saw from Logue this year, but he needs to make some improvements. Adrian Martinez looks looks okay. Oh, I like Adrian Martinez. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, okay, so we got some. We got kind some, of excited about. We that. got some. We got like seven or eight guys that could maybe be in the conversation for starter. Yep. And I think on the broadcast today, they pointed out the A's have acquired like 11 pitchers from the last several trades. Yeah. Chapman, Olsen, Montas, Well, we talked, about Ryan, we talked about Ryan Cusick. Gunnar Hogland was in the um, Matt Chapman trade. And he's, he's, a, he's a swing piece in that deal. You know, if Gunnar Hogland is as good as advertised, right. then all of a sudden we're talking. And they know? got two pitchers from, for Bassett. So uh, a, they got 11 dudes. And we've only seen, I think they said six in the big leagues so far this year. So there's at least five more pitchers that we have uh, yet to see what they can do. Yeah. And I'm not sure all of them are starters, but I'm sure a couple of them are, as as we reference Gunnar Hogland. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we don't have all the spots up for grabs, but we do have a couple. So it's a good opportunity for guys to, maybe either young guys to take an opportunity and grab the spot or to bring somebody in. And um, I think before we launch into the total, who, who do we... Who do we want back from the bullpen that we have that we have here? Um, I think Zach Jackson. Zach, Jan- Zach Jackson has earned at Zach least a shot. Jackson, Domingo Acevedo, Sam Mole. After um, that, it gets a little tricky. It does get a little bit tricky. They haven't been great. We were watching Joel Piamps today, and you know his pitches looked pretty decent. Yeah, we'll see. We'll good see sinking. How that goes. Good sinking action. Good movement. Um, but all of this to say, I think the. We I have think the room. most immediate plan is, you know, g- get some young guys some playing time. Maybe wrap up wrap up that first overall pick though for sure. We like, need the make first. Make sure pick. you get the first pick. The master plan is do not win too much the rest of the year. Keep yourself in the race for the first pick. I think what the top, the bottom three teams all have like a 17 percent yeah, chance. Like a dice roll, yeah. So I think they just need to stay in the bottom three. Yeah. Um, Which and they are currently maybe last. I so. think they're third. I think I think there are two teams that are worse than us. Okay, um, or maybe only one. Look I'm at us. Sure. Look at the A's. I'm not sure. I thought I think the Nationals might have a slightly worse record, but I'm not positive about that. Um, but anyway, so, so get the, the first pick. Plan, the first part is obviously get the first pick. Draft um, a total stud who will be on the big league roster within two seasons. Right, like Adley Rushman, and then you're back in contention because you bring some guys in. Now we're focusing 
mostly on pitchers this time. I think maybe we can talk about position players next week or something. We'll figure it out. But I think pitchers. We'll start, we'll start with pitchers. Um, people that we could add. People that we could... And these aren't... We're not talking like crazy. You know, we're not going to sign Jacob DeGrom. He's going to be available. But he's not coming over. So we're not talking about Jacob DeGrom. Obviously, we would love to sign Jacob DeGrom, but he's, I don't think he's coming over. <laughs> he, so, for our purposes, he's not available. Yeah, so uh, yeah, for the pur- we're talking realistic, realistic additions here. Um, the first one I, first one I saw was Archie Bradley. Is he playing this year? Uh, he's for. I, I think he might be hurt. Is he on the Phillies? He's on the Angels, I believe, unless he got traded, which he might have. I'm looking right now. I don't hate Archie Bradley. I don't really know what his sex success has been recently. Um, yeah, he's on the Angels. He's 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 not pitching. So who knows? That one's a big question mark. That could work. Um, he very injury prone, but also very effective when he's pitching. You know, I mean, he's had some crazy good years. So um, and he's a he he is thirty years old. Just turned thirty last month. Wow, that's not what I would have guessed. So and he you know I mean he 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 was on a one year deal. For three point seven five million last year for the Angels, you know, I mean, I think we can. I think we can do that. Um, so uh, I, I would like that. I would at least like us to kick the tires on that. I like the looks of Matt Strom on this list. I think that's a good idea. I love a lefty. You know, he's not having an outstanding season, but it's also not bad by any means. They've, Those are sometimes things that lead you to Oakland. That's you know? right. And he's put up a point two war, so uh, not negative. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, you got to um, play yourself into Oakland's price range sometimes if you want to come to the West yeah, Coast. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't get to come. Otherwise, you don't get to come kick it with us. Um, the other one, I like Zach Davies. I like Zach Davies a lot. I like um, Zach Davies. He's actually he's having a good year. Um, on the Cubbies. He's on the D-backs. Wow. Man, these guys are moving all over. Yeah, and he's got. I mean, he's got a one hundred eight ERA plus, over one hundred and eight innings. Does, um, and I think that that ERA plus number is just probably higher in Oakland. He can do the exact same thing, and it'll just work better. It's less hot. Um, let me see here. I like Daniel Norris. I like the Daniel Norris idea a lot, honestly. I think the other name that I like is Ross Stripling. Yes. I agree with that because and and much like Daniel Norris, I don't know how much it's happened recently, but they can they can do both. They can start. They can be come relief. out of the bullpen. You know, versatility is the name of the game. Sometimes, um, I think a couple names that might be a little bit far fetched, but could be cool, would be Nathan Eovaldi and Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett would obviously be awesome. Um, I don't know if he comes back after you know the like weird a, ending yeah. to his career yeah um but as an a he could I, I also think chad cool is interesting chad cool is one of those guys where it, it i was looking at it earlier and it seems like if he wasn't a rocky his luck would be better yeah. he's you know? an under the radar stud um and vince velasquez too vince velasquez hasn't ever really pitched and very well for any extended period of time in the major leagues but I remember he was being excited. a really relative regard. And he throws hard. I was watching him not that long ago, and I think he was throwing 97. Okay. So, Come know. on down. Um, so you I think there are some names there. You could take Austin Pruitt's spot. I think there are some names there for sure. And I think we should bring... I think... I don't know if we should, I don't know if any of those guys are the right answer. 
Um, but I think we should probably bring something in. You know, we should do, we should we should shake up the bullpen a little bit. You gotta shake up your bullpen. What are you gonna do? Nothing. You bring in back the same guys. It's a terrible idea. Even if they were good last year, they're gonna be terrible this year. You have to change it up. You know. Um, so, you know, we are winding down. It's September. It's September 1st. It is September 1st. Baseball. Ooh, man. Shea just came within inches of putting the A's on the... Oh, he did. I think two run Inches double. of a home run, but two run double. Two run Put double the A's top up 5-3. That's Shea. the future. Shea Langley Future. Is, man. He, yeah, I can't believe he didn't hit that out. It was a 100, 100 mile an hour fastball. He went the other way. So, right he's good. Center. He's good. He's a good hitter. He's good. I like him. Um... So yeah, I mean, I it's 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 kind of crazy that it's September already. It felt you know it it's at the same time felt long and short as I feel like it does frequently. Yeah, you know, um, and it was a kind of a bummer of a year. I mean, they weren't good, so that always sucks. But um, it's fun that we're doing this, and we don't have that many more. You know, we don't have that many more opportunities to do this year before the year's over. So, um, gonna have to start planning for next season. We will indeed. Um, including some potential new intro ideas right. that we might do. We're definitely going to get a new intro. I just don't know exactly what we're going to do. Um, I'll figure something out. So, I mean, something catchy. That, that kind of might be it, right? That's it for today's show. Um, we will talk to you sometime next week. Don't know exactly what day, but we will talk to you next week. And uh, go Ace. We're almost there. We're winning right now. So go, go Ace. Christian Pache is about to bring home the sixth run. Woo, Shea Bangley ears. See you guys. Bye. Love you, Craig. Love you, Dan.